Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live. Talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Hello, hello, and a good morning to you two weeks from the uh, midterm election. Got an awful lot to talk about. And my sister Susan's here to help us do just that. Hi, Suze. Good morning. Good morning. Where are you? Chicago? I am actually in Chicago for like three days. That's good. And from there you're heading? From there I'm going back to St. Louis for a long weekend, and then I think I'm coming home for one night, picking up the dog and heading right back up to Green Green Bay. Bay. All right. Trying to keep track of you. I'm trying to keep oh, track of me. I of wake dog. up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, and I have to lie there and think where it is. Where you are. Oh, jeez. Say hi to Ernie. We all heard him. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm trying to hide as many floors away from him as I can. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, okay. So, God, I don't know where to where to begin. Yeah, well... Yeah, there was Which a, awful thing do you want to talk about? Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> let's start with something that I am most concerned about, um, and that has to do with how, how do you run against Donald Trump? I don't think we have a clue how y- you run against somebody to whom no rules apply, um, including that you're supposed to, you know, deal in in facts. Um, how I don't understand how anyone is supposed to run against him. He's uh, Frank Bruni did a, a piece in the New York Times on Sunday that is headlined "Trump's Perverse Advantage." And I mean, it 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 is. Uh, there, what do you do? The sheer volume of his uh, his lies, his uh, the the fact well, that the, uh, how do you? Yeah, I Elizabeth mean, Warren, Elizabeth Warren sure told you what not to do. Right, she played right into his hands, especially since yeah, she went and proved that she had. And as someone said, I, you know, as much as I want to be on her side, I got more Neanderthal than she's got Native yeah, American. Exactly right. Me too. Um, no, she. <laughs> to me, she finished herself off. That's it, um, because this Native American thing has always been problematic. Um, she did uh, use, uh, you know, this. There's no way that uh, any preference that was to be given to a Native American was intended for somebody like Elizabeth Warren. So in that regard, if she used that to gain entrance to, what, Harvard or something, you know, she, yeah, it's, she it's, gained it's, the system. It's, it's, a, it's a not nice thing to have done. It's not. It's it, No, it's, it's not. And... Um, because I believe my 23andMe said I had some Native Americans somewhere in there, too. And, I mean, if I could, on that basis, uh, I, I could be putting that down. You know, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Because so, w- what I am is 97% Ashkenazi Jew. We go with that. Yeah, I think um. so, too. <laughs> um, but, I mean, if you think about how he gets away with 
everything. So his statement, his statement when he was running that he could kill somebody out on Park Avenue and nobody give a damn, is is absolutely true. He could he could ridicule, uh, you know, America's hero John McCain. Didn't oh, face. Oh, he can excuse Kosegi's death. And, and he can uh, say that some of the neo Nazis uh, are, are are very fine people. That he believes Vladimir Putin and Kim Jong Un over our own intelligence services. Um, the he can call himself a nationalist, which he did at yeah, Cruz's rally, and doesn't nothing matters. So the whole idea of a Teflon president. This is so far beyond Teflon. I mean, it it is a material unknown uh, before. So how does somebody run against him and maintain their dignity? Is I you know I don't I don't know how you do that, but I think that the one thing that might help is the people that are getting arrested and using Trump said Trump does it as a defense like the guy on the airplane who grabs a woman you know it while she's sleeping and says Trump said we could do it he grabbed her private parts yeah he dry he actually was it was her breast but her breast. whatever well, uh, and and thing. you know and he actually said that so the more people get arrested and told that that's not a defense maybe that'll undermine him a little bit no. Uh, why do you think that? Why would it under? I don't know. Nothing. I'm just looking. I'm grasping. I'm I know, grasping at nothing, cobwebs. Nothing Not undermines. Nothing undermines him. I mean, his vulgarity, his despicableness, his base loves him for it, and the people who who cringe but still support him are willing to make the deal with the devil that they made because uh, he's given them power. Um, the right, fact that he's a the crook. End, the end justifies the means. I know. That is our new, yeah. that is the new motto of the United States of America. Well, certainly the, the Republican justifies Party. justifies the means. The Republican Party. I'm not going to include yeah. myself. Okay, the fact that he uses his charitable foundations fraudulently, the fact that his business appears to be a cesspool of all kinds of uh, illegalities. Um, I, that, his, that their whole wealth is built on fraud. Who knew? Yeah, but so um, that he can... How do you run against somebody like that? That's my question, and no one's got an answer. The only answer is and it's the same answer that has always been the truth in politics from day one if you've ever been a candidate the first lesson you learn is you can't turn no votes you can't sure no's you can't turn sure yeses the only thing you can do is talk to the people in the middle in this case it's the 50 percent of americans that don't vote and, and we've got to, I don't know what it is, if we all got to get in our cars and start knocking on doors and saying, have you voted yet? Are you in an early voting state? Let's go vote. You know, I, I don't know what else to do, but that is your answer. You, you aren't going to do anything about those no votes. Those no votes were always no votes. I, you know, you do have to wonder, I and mean, we're talking about, you know, the high interest in this uh, election and, and voter turnout is going to be, 
We're still talking, what, are we even talking 50% of eligible voters? No. We're not? Shit. No. Okay. Well, then, you know. And what's more worrisome is that there's a lot of talk, and people are fearing there's going to be very little action. So I'm really serious. We've got a – I hate it when we – because we, we always peak too early, and by the time the election rolls around, everybody's too exhausted to get off their asses and vote or so turned off that they don't want to get off their asses and vote. And this year, it actually matters. I don't care how turned out you are or how upset you are or how disgusting you think the world is. you got to vote, and you got to vote straight D. I, you just got to. Yeah, but, you know, I, I, here, here's my thing. Um, as you say, we always peak too early. Yeah, Especially I agree with that. in Pennsylvania, that. by it, the way. you got to vote in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Um, You're a very important state on so many different levels. I know. Taking back the Congress and uh, the House, it, it, you know, rests here, here in California. Um, but, Susan, I, you know, I wonder... Did <laughs> do those Hondurans, those poor souls who are walking? How can they still be walking here? Thousands of miles. Their, we're going to kidnap their kids and then we're going to throw them in right. jail. Yeah, but here's what I want to know: Do they realize how bad their timing is? Do they realize that they are ensuring? Uh, uh, that Donald Trump and the Republican base will be every bit as energized as the Democrats were. Do they realize they wrapped up a gift and delivered it to Donald Trump um, that allows no, him... No, because why should they be the only people in the world that are caring about the world more than they care about their own goddamn lives? Yeah, They're well, just woefully mistaken about what is the right thing for them. They are stuck between a rock and a hard place. I but actually, they aren't thinking about us. No, of course not. should they be no, thinking but, about us? So that's us? why I am, though, and I'm thinking, I swear to God, Trump, by virtue of the fact that he had the gall to say that this is something the Democrats are behind, we're behind this caravan, the fact that he said that just makes me double down on the on the sense that I had when I first heard about it, that the Republicans are behind it. This is made for them to engage in their xenophobic and racist fear-mongering that always gets their base out, and now that's what we're going to be treated to for two, two weeks until the election. But it gets our base out, too, Lynn. It gets our base out, Our base, base out was out. Our base was out. We get played. Well, I think they went back to bed for a while there. We've got to, I, this will awaken our base as much as it will awaken his base. And his base has been so outraged by Kavanaugh and being told that white men, men don't get to rape uh, up until uh, 21 at least. Uh, that, uh, you know, they're out. I don't think this does anything else. I really don't. I disagree. I disagree, but, well, we'll see in two weeks. Um, yeah, I'm fighting the urge to early vote because it's not going to make me feel any better. I'm, you know, I just want to get this over with already. Well, <sighs> we, can't, we can't early vote. That, and that brings us also to um, 
the voter suppression that is so going on in so many states. It is simply astonishing how they trot this crap out to. I mean, what? I have to say it's the only thing that Illinois does that I am impressed by, the absolute only thing. There are, as of yesterday, 54 early voting sites open. Right. And you can vote by mail now, you know, and you don't need an excuse to early vote. You don't have to lie and say you're out of town Yeah, exactly, like you do here. So basically, you've got three weeks to vote. Uh-huh. Tim says only the Democrats would be demotivated by Republicans getting motivated. Get over it and stop whining. Oh, jeez. I'm just scared. Well, I, was, I said it nicely. I said we've got to get to work. <laughs> Jesus. Gosh. She wasn't whining. Was she was whining? bemoaning. It's slightly different. Yeah. Whining is high-pitched. Bemoaning is... Bleh. Low pitch. Whining is something, Lynn, whining is something a girl does, but we aren't going to discuss oh, that. Oh, yeah, whining. Okay, so I just have to say, the question that, I mean, this is the next question for the next two years, and it, it stands. How do you run against a man who can get away with murder? That's all I, I think you just know. yeah I, I don't know I don't know the only thing that I can say is that you just run your own race and and at, w- with your eye on the prize and marching straight towards that white house you just forcibly run your own race and please god identify someone that's capable of doing that who isn't 95 years old and already been disqualified twice uh, I don't care how lovable Joe Biden is. Surely we've got someone outstanding out there. Where are you? Uh, and I don't know why it can't be someone like Kamala Harris. I mean, she's brilliant. She's, you know, I don't know. She's everything. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have a clue. I just, I started. Because to... they've already started soiling her and making her appear unelectable. They've been doing it. Because they identified her as a as, as a possible threat, they've been they've been smearing they? her since she walked onto the stage. Who's they? The Republicans. The, the Republicans. Yeah. Okay. Um, they do play we a, a long game. Tell me about and it. And we're always playing defense. We're always playing defense. It's just ridiculous. Okay, we have a call. Caller, hello. Hi, Lynn. Hi. Hey. The first thing you got to do when you want to win a fight or a ball game is believe you can win, and I believe we can win, and I believe we're going to win. So that's that's the first rule in any kind of fight. You got to believe you can win. Hey, wait so a minute! Wait win, a minute! Here, here! Wait a minute! Jerk. When did you yes, start? Yes, when yes. did you start hey, I told doing you a locker room Vince Lombardi talk? Government stuff you're you're my depressed caller. You're you're my pessimist. You're you're telling me no, that I'm only pessimistic about what Trump does. But as far as winning, I think we'll win the House and a lot of governors. Yes, I think I, we I, will you're too. mouth to God's ear, and I'm I'm with you. This is no time to get morose and depressed. It's a time to get energized. And if we can't do it, we're supposed to. You know, I, I we're cheerleaders, Lynn. Get get let's do it. Okay, okay. 
You, Ralph, Ralph. And another thing, Trump only won by a narrow margin. So he didn't win by a landslide. So we could pull that off, too, if we do it, and they do it right. It just all depends on what the Democrats put up. But he really barely won. A couple states changed around. Hillary had been president. So it's like, I don't think he's like some, uh, you know, big landslide genius or something. He just, he won on a fucking fluke. He really did. And I think that fluke cannot be done again. I think he's lost independence. He's lost more women. So I think we could pull that off, too. I can't think the other way anymore when it comes to that part of it. Now, all the other stuff I am pessimistic about, the shit he's doing to the country, hell yeah. Well, but, God um, bless you. You sure, yeah, you raise my hopes. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Okay, thank you. Bye. Bye. Good. He was channeling Vince Lombardi at halftime. What the hell? Well, that's what you got to do. I know. Okay. But that's why I that's why I'm bemoaning the fact that the election is two weeks away and as usual we peaked too. We soon. have we've we've you know peaked about three weeks ago and we've already lost interest and don't think we can do it, so never mind. No, that's media you, you know, media well, keeps you, trying to bum us out too. They keep, you know, the polls are showing the Republicans coming on and blah blah blah. Oh, here's yeah, some... yeah, 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 yeah. Well, the polls showed that Donald Trump lost handily, so what do we care? Susan, here's a love letter from Aaron for you. I really appreciate Susan being on the show and presenting her calm, rational thinking to counter some of my more hysterical concerns. I love that she's able to help balance things out with logic. Thank goodness. Also, it's nice to pretend I'm listening to Patty and Selma on Tuesdays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's yeah. me, Lynn. You you just underline that calm, rational, and logical. That's yeah, I gotta tell you, I've known her for uh, yeah uh, scores <laughs> of years, and those are never well. No, she's not calm. She's not rational. I don't know. Well, you can be. I can be when the going gets tough. I Mostly, get what she is is a, a bullshit. After when it's over, I fall, I fall apart completely. <laughs> I mean, I fault We both are. We both are a, str- a strange combination of strong and fragile. Isn't that true? Maybe that's most people. Well, we can summon up the strength to do whatever the world throws. You know, to handle whatever the world throws at us. And when we're all done with it, we allow our actual very human emotions to take over. I think that's a good combination. Oh, okay. So I was talking See, about... That's, what? Yeah. That's your bullshit. Nothing. Yeah, yeah, well, okay. I, um, <laughs> so I want to just uh, talk about, again, just this one instance of voter um, suppression. Um, you've heard of Dodge City, Kansas? Yes. I mean, we know yes. it just because, isn't that some kind of iconic uh, cowboy town? I think that's town? where Gunsmoke was. Is that what it is? Oh, yeah, Dodge City, maybe. Anyway, Dodge City um, is uh, still there. Yeah, it is. It's where the Long Branch Saloon was. Um, but Dodge City uh, has two massive meatpacking plants, it turns out, now. And those massive meatpacking plants get most of their employees where? From caravans. 
Yes, yeah, Susan, from caravans. So that, ladies and gentlemen, Hispanics now make up 60, 60 percent of the population of this iconic Wild West town of Dodge City. 60 percent of the population are Hispanic. And does lawlessness pervade? No, not at all. Not at all. However. How could that be? I don't know. No rapists and murderers? No Al-Qaeda terrorists? No. Just hardworking, low-paid folk? Yes. And 27... Imagine. I don't know. 20... Fouling the earth to boot. I know. 27,000 is the population. 27,000, of which 60% are Hispanic. Um, By the way, I want to clarify, Lynn. I didn't mean the workers. I meant the plants. You meant the plants were... Yeah, the, the meatpacking plants are uh, sort of infamous for... Oh, I know. Yes, right. Okay, gotcha. Um, okay, but... I just wanted to clarify what, who I was saying was ruining the earth. Okay. Uh, there has been, since 2002, one polling place in Dodge City. One. Susan. 27. Yeah, well, I'm, wait, wait, wait. if you want to say, I mean, there's 27. only 57. How many did you say? 25,000. That's 20, about right. 27,000 people. <laughs> one. Let's see. How many, how many hours are polls usually open? 12 or 14? Oh, and but, some states it's not even 12. I mean, okay. it's, okay. Well, so anyway, listen, that this, the, the polling place was in the white part of town. Well, then you only need, you know, like. Okay. And, and there's no, like, good public transportation. Okay, so that's the way it's been. That turns out right. to be too good as far as the Republicans that control this uh, uh, Dodge City polling. So for this November election, local officials have moved the polling place for Dodge City outside of Dodge City to a place more than a mile. The white suburbs? No, more than a mile from the nearest bus stop. Um, yeah, that's it. Dodge City, uh... Okay, so this is, we got to quick do a GoFundMe and get some buses. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Do you believe this? Get some buses. Okay, it's a question about how many of those workers are registered voters. I mean, that's another question. You know, the ACLU um, has has gone to bat for the Dodge City voters when they had just the one in the white part of town. Um, but they just, the, the, the authorities there have just switched this literally in the last week or two. Um, well, I, you have to admit that they've been totally given permission to do this. I mean, the Supreme Court said that we don't have problems with our elections, no you know, with yeah, our exactly with John our Roberts, voting rights anymore. Right, none. And 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 so therefore, what are we seeing? We're seeing busloads of elderly black folks stopped, right, and having them debus 
because uh, they looked like a mob. I'm not sure. I don't know why they were stopped. Unbelievable. But they they weren't allowed to go on to vote, and it was clear what they were doing. It took them two days to get to go back to vote. And it's just, no one's even hiding that this is the purpose of what they're doing. No one's even hiding. So if the Supreme Court can, can you know, say, oh, we don't have problems anymore, then that tells you what we need to know about the court. And, you know, yeah, you see the court uh, also came out with a, they didn't have to sign this, so we don't know how the justices voted. But uh, Wilbur Ross, who is the Commerce Secretary, uh, is the one, because Commerce apparently runs the census, and he is responsible for inserting this are you a U.S. citizen question into the census that's coming up, uh, a question that hasn't been asked since 1950, but which is, if it's on the census questionnaire, you can bet that people who are not here legally will not be answering the census, which is to say they will be undercounted. The census is not about counting citizens. It's about counting human beings who It's are about getting a real count of the population so right. that you can accurately assess the 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 country's needs and apportion them right, apportion right, right. them properly. So, I, so it, it is well known that this is again to suppress uh, suppress the count of uh, of Hispanics and and thus their political uh, clout as well. And he and to punish urban and to punish urban. There was a, there, there's a number of attorneys general. Uh, from a number of states and other organizations that have sued uh, Commerce to try to find what the hell that question is doing there, what is the reason it's there, and they have asked to depose Wilbur Ross, who's, uh, who has said more than one reason why. First he said, I never talked to anybody about doing this for that reason. Turns out this comes from Steve Bannon. That's how far back this goes. This was, you know, intended um, as a a way to, um, you know, to undercount uh, the the brown population of the country. So uh, the Supreme Court, it got all the way to the Supreme Court. Two appeals courts said, uh, yeah, you, you got it. Why not? He has to be deposed. It gets to the Supreme Court. And they have ruled he doesn't have yeah. to be deposed. Of course not. So there you go. Because your court in yeah, action. because because they are not until I they are they are not ruled by politics. <laughs> because they only consider yeah. the law. Because they are now conservative, and therefore should really, really, really only consider the law. Well. Henry writes something that I totally agree with and also lends to my the despair with which you heard me uh, open the show. Henry says, I've always felt that the media played a big role in putting Trump in the White House. Leading up to 2016, media ratings went up every time they covered Trump. And so what are they doing now? 
covering Trump. They love 20, his bad behavior. 24-7, just like they did heading into the election in 2016. Obama is stumping all over the country. Did you see any coverage of that? Yes. Not much. Well, I, I'm, well, okay, I have to admit I access all of my stuff online, but I saw both in the Washington Post and the New York Times what appeared to be front-page stories about Obama. Oh, but those two liberal rags that are not seen by most of the country. Anyway. Well, you got to, that's the only, I mean, you know, local papers don't even cover national news anymore. No. Well, they don't. They don't they even cover borrow, They either news. reprint the USA Today I, yeah, or they I, borrow articles. You know, they they purchase articles from uh, the na the national news services, or they reprint whichever newspaper aligns with their editorial thought. So, the St. Louis Post Dispatch, for example, uses the you know Washington Post a lot. Right before I. Uh, yeah. Right before the show started, I saw something uh, that said that they found uh, some Khashoggi uh, body parts in the garden of the Saudi. Uh, These guys were the most amateur amateurs. Yeah. They put the they put the body parts in the garden. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's like a bad game of Clue, and um, and the look-alike. You've seen those pictures? Oh, yeah, the look-alike, wearing his clothes. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so here's what I, another question I have. My first question was, who the, how the hell do you beat this lying, vulgarian son of a bitch who just keeps to go on lying and doing what he does, and there's no way to, I don't know. So the other question is, why are the Saudis so untouchable because if you were looking for a country that has done that is about as vile a country as you could conjure you got and it has been forever got, yeah and has been forever you've got north korea certainly in the running but i gotta tell you you got saudi arabia who is so welcomed on the world stage uh, who, it, which is in so many ways. So let's stop and think about it. Is this rhetorical, Lynn? It's what? about their money and their and their purchasing power. And 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 uh, and you know, at least with this administration, not wanting to give up those business deals, both public and certainly private. That is and it's, correct. I mean, that's that's just it. It used to be. Well, here's the thing. It used to be oil. It's not oil anymore. It's not a, no, but they still have money. They have the money from the oil. Uh, so who gets bought up by this Saudi money? Everybody. Uh, everybody. Private corporations, Silicon Valley, liberals in Hollywood, Foundation. Well, and how much money came right into the country libraries. the second that this happened? Yeah. To buy our cooperation? Yeah. How many billions? Uh, also, yes, that is true. Also, let's remember the defining moment in modern American history. 
that would be 9-11. That was a Saudi job. <laughs> Guys, if we were going to hit back, it would make every bit as much sense to have attacked Saudi Arabia well, as course. it would have t gone into uh, where th one of their citizens, uh, Osama bin Laden, was hiding in Afghanistan. So 15 of the 19 hijackers were Saudis. It was the, the whole thing was a Saudi operation. Well, look how we, and we spirited. I mean, how can, the Bush how can administration allowed involved? them to spirit members of the royal family out of the United States uh, in the day after on 9-12? Isn't that something? Well, you know that that family was had were personal friends of the Bushes. Yes, they were. Banned I up. mean, you know, yes. I mean, Trump doesn't Trump Trump didn't invent a lot of this shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, there have been familial personal connections. Well, well no, that the prince powerful for a while. Prince Bandar, who is the guy who was the uh, the Saudi in Washington during the Bush administration, and he was so tight with the Bushes, that they considered him like a family member, and he was called Bander Bush. Um, Bander also, <laughs> oh God, you know, the more Bander's wife, uh, Princess Haifa, wrote checks that ended up in the hands of two of the hijackers. Yeah. So this is like, I mean, if we if we look back now through the, you know, prism of time, and I do mean prism, uh, one one of those little things that makes it look like uh, if we turn this around and and uh, rogue uh, American citizens had gone and taken out the biggest tower in Dubai, and Dubai came over and uh, bombed Canada. Yeah. Okay, and do you know that we're really pissed off, but we don't want it. But we, but we still want to be able to do business with the United States. So I mean, that's that's exactly what we did. Well, and our reasoning it's why for a lot of us. That's why a lot of us, you know, we're not thrilled about the war and 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 everything that we did. I mean, a lot of us had a lot of reasons, but you know. We all sort of, sort of felt do you that remember, an awful lot Susan, of this going on didn't make sense. Speaking of war, do you remember the first Gulf War, the one where we supposedly screwed up by not going in and taking out Saddam Hussein? Well, the Hussein. one that Bush two was avenging for Bush one. Yes, but the Bush one Gulf War was a war that we fought to protect the Saudis. Because Saddam Hussein was threatening them. We went in on behalf of the Saudis. Um, and I, I cannot think of a more loathsome bunch than that country. In, in terms of human rights violations, you'd be hard-pressed to find a more despicable crowd do you know all I? Th you know, there's a story that I can never get out of my head. It's from earlier in this uh, century, in twenty twenty thousands, 
and there was a fire. Do you remember this? There was a fire in a girls' school. Yeah. And these were teenage girls. The fire broke out when they were maybe asleep or something. They didn't have their head scarves on. They weren't fully clothed. They fled, right. No, they tried to get out of the burning building, and the police forced them back in to the burning. Oh, because they didn't have, right. Forced them back into the burning building so that their modesty would be protected as opposed to their lives. They burned alive. That's the kind of stuff that goes on in Saudi Arabia, and we welcome them. But, but Lynn, you know, you never focus on the, on the glasses half full. Now they're letting girls drive. Oh, yeah. Have you seen that this same prince who... He did that strategically to show what a liberal right. he was, right? What a liberal oh, he was. I'm going to let women drive. While Meanwhile, he was locking up anybody that, that might right. pose a threat to him in, the, in his velvet jail of the Ritz-Carlton. He was simultaneously yeah, jailing women activists since he's given women the right, to, uh, the right to drive. He's been imprisoning his members of his own family, torturing them, yeah, turning the Ritz-Carlton into a... Into a nice plush jail. He's been bombing uh, school bus loads of uh, Yemeni children um, with using our bombs. And he, I'm going to make a terrible joke. No, don't, don't then. I mean, but I have to tell you, there we cannot pretend to have, be a principled nation. <laughs> We cannot talk about American values as if they're some sacrosanct, you know, that we all know what they are, right? As if, if in any way we're, we're superior. If we embrace the Saudis, which we have since I've been alive and which we have through Republican and Democratic administrations, it doesn't matter. We're whores. We're just on the take. Uh, or we've been besmirched by the quality of presidential friendships. Yeah. Because there's a common thread on that one. Uh, you know, and and the thing and the thing that okay, so this is on subject but totally off subject. I was thinking as we were having this conversation how much history I've retained, and then I thought, well, you know, it's just because you're so old, but you've lived through all of this. It's different than learning it. Yeah, right. Uh, by the way, uh, Barbara is saying I I'm buying into a Republican talking point. Uh, by uh, saying that Elizabeth Warren got into Harvard or something because of her saying she was Native American. Um, 
Barbara, I don't know where this is from. Is this uh, CNN? Harvard Law School, anyway, it says, Harvard Law School in the 1990s touted Warren, then a professor there, um, as being Native American. They singled her out, Warren later acknowledged, because she had listed herself as a minority in an Association of American Law Schools directory. Oh. So critics note that she had not done that in her student applications. Um, okay. So she says she never furthered her career by using her heritage to gain advantage. And an in-depth investigation by the Boston Globe agrees with that at every step of her rise in the legal profession. The people responsible for hiring her saw her as a white woman. I mean, obviously, you look at her, she's a white woman. Um, but she had listed herself as a minority in the Association of American Law Schools directory. Why would she do that? Well, depending on her age, as a woman attorney, she would have been. <laughs> no, but no, she listed herself as a Native American. Oh, she specifically said Native American. Well, then Harvard picked up on it and touted her as that they had a Native American professor. Yeah. I, I'm sorry, I just don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. Because, as Susan said, I mean, I got a ton of Neanderthal in my DNA. That doesn't make me a Neanderthal. Although, well, <laughs> right. <laughs> I'd like to point out that Lynn has more Neanderthal than I do. I do. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Mm. I think the Neanderthals were the gentle guys. Uh -huh. They got played and raped by uh, Homo sapiens that ended up, of course, winning. Sort of like Trump right. and the Republicans. Yeah. Right. Okay, so Brooke writes. Oh, Brooke brings up another wondrous subject from uh, this week's uh, doings uh, in the new world of Trump in America. Uh, how they are considering changing the definition of gender. No, I was actually going to bring that up. I'm uh, because this is this is just so mean. It you know, and it's it, not. It, it's it, scientifically it, suspect too. The Department of Health and Human Services argues that the government needs a uniform definition of gender, and consequently, they're going to go with what you know, what was thought in uh, 1322. If you got a yeah, penis, I mean, you're because, a guy. Right. Yeah, and, 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 you know, just 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 staying in 2018, there are still babies born that it is unclear. Yes, what gender they are. But that doesn't even what take into the are. whole transgender. And, and, and sometimes with, 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 with the way all the chromosomes and everything goes, they really aren't one gender or another. Exactly. Those kind of people actually exist oh yeah and you just can't say they don't oh well but the trump administration finds them icky and so they will be erased we have a caller hello caller guess who oh um hi clarence hi. i called about elizabeth warren but you know that whole gender thing is you know science and you can't talk science no you can't talk science <laughs> <Republicans>. no <laughs> yeah 
although, you know, I heard Trump has, you know, a natural inclination for it, you know, because he had an uncle that went to MIT. Did you hear him say that? that it, it, do, Susan, did you hear that? Trump says well, he has a natural inclination for science because his uncle went to MIT. Well, with Trump's way of thinking, it makes perfect sense. He thinks he's a good businessman because of fraud and he inherited his money. So why wouldn't he think he was a good scientist? Because he, he has an uncle. <laughs> yeah, so, it's anyway. just, yeah, I once rode in an <laughs> elevator with Einstein, so I'm a genius. I mean, what, what is oh, he thinking? And, and my brother is a specialist in Icelandic sagas, so, so that makes me, you know, yeah, know so a lot speaks, that, too. Uh, Susan just speaks don't ask me any questions. Yeah, exactly. What the? Okay, Clarence, go ahead. Elizabeth Warren, as you were talking about her and, and her um, Native American heritage, the first thing that came to me is, hmm, uh, there was that one, one drop rule at one point. Yes, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Why could she That's claim true. to be Native American? She does have a drop. And she has a drop. Why not? Yep. Yeah, it worked for, <laughs> yeah, it worked against black yeah. people or, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, a lot of yeah. white people yeah. turned out to be black. One drop. One drop rule. That's, it never know. worked in the other way, though. So if black people had a drop of white blood, it didn't make them white. Oh, well, no, so, no, no, <laughs> Lynn. You, it, can we, Clarence, would you explain this to Lynn? I know it. I'm just saying. <laughs> how? But what does that say? Does that because say that white blood, black blood is negative. powerful? Black blood is powerful, right? Is that what yeah. they're saying? White blood is that, weak. Exactly. It's you know. easily overwhelmed <laughs> if you by a see drop. a white man dunk, check his DNA. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding out there, folks. That's a joke. So <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, but it's true if you ever see a white man dance. <laughs> oh, now, come Wait a minute. On. I, I always say I always wanted Justin Timberlake checked out. I was I was going to say Justin Timberlake. That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. That man is one of the best. He is one of the right. best, and I, right. I argued with people on Facebook that he was better than Michael Jackson. <laughs> you should have saw the, the kickback on that. I said, I'm sorry. I put in the videos. I said, Michael Jackson was the first, but he improved on it, and he's even better than Usher. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, Clarence, there are certain things you simply can't say, and you should ask Kanye about that. <laughs> <laughs> I made, I made a um, little Facebook meme that I put Kim on the, you know, three lines, Kim, Kardashian, and Kanye, and all the K's were, were bolder <laughs> letters. We're, we're KKK, right? They said KKK, yeah. I and gotta, I came up, there was, I had I, a picture of Trump and Kanye, and under Trump I had Kanye and Kanye, and I thought those were two good memes. They didn't get too much play, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you two gigglers, listen, all let's right. stop a second. I've got some sobering breaking news. Okay. Oh, shit. All right. <laughs> Retired Supreme okay. Court Justice Sandra Day O'Connor announces she is withdrawing from public life because of dementia. Wow. Oh, that is sad. That's sad. So I, yeah, yeah sorry. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll leave with a sad voice and let you guys talk. Well, I'm just totally deflated now. Yeah, I'm too. sorry, but I can't help it. I just <laughs> broke, and I had to. Ah, she was. She's an amazing woman, uh, Sandra yes. Day O'Connor. Well, she is, and you know, and she had to. She helped her husband through his dementia. Through his dementia, a, and stood by while a, he had a, a, yeah. a had a love affair with another woman, which often can happen. And she 
she watched her husband not know who she was and love another woman and just stood by him. Oh. Well, and was happy to see that he had comfort. Yeah. That's true love right there. That's true yeah. love. Yeah, that that that's love for the you know, for the person, you know, not one of the you know, to stick with somebody in that condition and watch all that and still love yeah. the guy and yeah. not leave. Sure. That's incredible. Well, yeah. okay, if I'm hanging I, up now. Okay. All right. All right, talk to you. Bye, Clarence. I'm sorry. I, you know, I would argue that I would argue that if you're in that situation, there's a certain amount of gratitude in the comfort that that relationship brought. Yeah, absolutely. He wasn't suffering. What, what do you think is worse, watching your 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 mate suffer or watching them adapt in a in a satisfying way? Right. You know? Well, I know but another. I have a, to me I have a friend who has. She doesn't has a, have him to help her. You know. I have a f- friend whose parents in a retirement kind of community. The mother, clearly not quite right, but not Alzheimer's, strikes up a love affair with this other guy, who her husband befriends, and they become a, a threesome. I mean, and. The father, my friend's father, sits in a living room, and while his wife and his friend sit on the couch holding hands, and uh, the his daughter, my friend, was so enraged, was just so beside herself, and she said to her father, "This is uh, this is just not right." And he said, "Mind your own business. <laughs> Mind your own business." I rest my case. God. You can't judge. You can't you can't judge and the fact of the matter is seeing somebody adapt to a situation that is not that is painful and make it not painful is yeah. a spouse would I can totally understand the generosity of the spouse. Right. Yeah. Right. It's not all that altruistic. It's it's better. It's less painful. Well, it is altruistic. But I mean, it is. But it, it's uh, so Barbara sends me something. Barbara, you're sending me stuff that I can't. Um, I don't know them. It's a song from Finian's Rainbow, and I, I she said something for you to sing. I can't. I don't know the song, but I love the <laughs> I love the lyrics. Me 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 me. <laughs> I love the lyrics. I'll just quote the lyric here, because it's so true. When a rich man doesn't want to work, he's a bon vivant. Yes, he's a bon vivant. But when a poor man doesn't want to work, he's a loafer. He's a lounger. He's a lazy, good-for-nothing. He's a jerk. Isn't that true? That's true. Yeah. So it's about the bad behavior of the, okay, the habits of the wealthiest mirror the supposed pathologies of the poor. So, (laughs) oh, God. Well, you have to in some way earn the right to loaf. Or inherit it. I mean, you think of all the rich. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I said in some way. Yeah. 
and 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 in in this country we do not distinguish i mean we might pretend that we do old money versus new money but that just proves that we value the inherited over the freshly made god okay so we're also we're pulling out of a nuclear disarmament treaty that has stood for years Oh, and we're going to stockpile again. We're going to stockpile, and we're starting a Cold War with China. Um, what? I just... Did you see Ted Cruz bowing and scraping to Donald Trump? I, I can know. I mean, I, you know, back when I just hated Ted Cruz because I hated Ted Cruz, and, I mean, now this Uriah Heapy, you know, Ted oh. Cruz. Oh. oh, this like, oh, whatever you say, Mr. Trump, whatever you say. You know, and he's got a simpering face anyway. Oh, he's got a bizarre face. It's a, I've seen like a psychologist talk about his face is such that you hate him on sight. I mean, he's got a, it's true. It's, he's got a face that like sets off things in our brains that like says, Ugh. I mean, really, he's that. Well, lonesome. I've said this before, but it's it's a line from my my early law school years in criminal law, picking a jury, and and the uh, the law professor said, never pick someone that has a, a mouth like the anal orifice of a chicken, and and wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. How many people are well acquainted with the anal orifice of a chicken? Well, you get the point. <laughs> <laughs> okay. S- substitute um, the anal orifice of a dog. Well, that's no. See, no, the I, I never mind. We will not get in this. <laughs> uh, Jesus. Oh, speaking of anal. But that's, wait, but wait, that's I, what he meant. He meant Ted Cruz. Okay. Speaking of anal orifices, though, Susan, not I can always segue. Okay. Okay, I got it. I well, listen. This, that's a softball. Okay, no. anal orifice. Take it, Lynn. Okay, I've got news. I mean, I mean this is like news <laughs> on anal orifice. I mean, it's anal orifice related. As comes out of South Korea. Okay, I ain't making this up. A South Korean anal orifice. Yeah. Okay. Well, South Korean. We need to know where we are geographically. Geographically. South Korean infant anal orifices. A South Korean yeah. company has uh, created a uh, diaper insert. This is the wonders of, uh, of technology. It's an insert you put into your diaper of the kid, and it alerts you when the kid poops. I, w- I wanted it to have a doggy bag in there, and it bagged it and twist-tied it for you. <laughs> well, now that would be an invention. Now, why the hell would some? I mean, do you think? You know what the alarm used to be? You could tell. Tell you can tell. <laughs> Sometimes you can just. Or the baby goes wah. Or the baby makes a face where you can just see them. You think, oh, I know that look, right? Well. There was well, there was a certain uh, video of a certain grandchild of mine being circulated of of <laughs> my of the grand, the granddaughter sitting on the couch, clearly in her diapers. I mean, she's months old. <laughs> 
And I thought it was very funny that her mother would take such a video and circulate it. But that's, that was what it was. You could tell what she was doing. No alarm needed. Oh, dear. Dorothea writes, when you hear a Republican tell you that, quote, now's the time to choose what kind of America you will live in. If you didn't know what that meant before, you sure as hell do now. Their America is white, and the power is held by the nobility. And in their America, Republicans use a twisted interpretation of both the Bible and the Constitution to manipulate the citizens. In two weeks, we will choose the kind of America we will live in. Well, in two weeks, will we begin to choose? I mean, this is not going to be... This, this is going to be a very long, ongoing slog. battle, folks. This is a slog no forever. There is no instantaneous gratification here. This no. is going to be one It's an ongoing fight. Slog. It's, obviously, this is a fight that never ends. And no. we're always going we, home. We're always declaring, hell, hey, we did that, and then we leave the playing field while the Republicans continue to... Play the long game. Well, you know, I got to say, sometimes studying helps. So if you are familiar with the Constitution and you know there's an electoral college and you understand the consequences of such information, then you can make a long-range plan that says, you know, there's a lot less voters to sew up in these, pop in these least populous you know, states. Easier to win there. And then we control the world. That's right. Yeah. They figured, they figured they this did. out. Yeah. So here, so I came on this on Twitter, and I think this is so great about the Electoral College, Susan. Okay. <clears throat> you can imagine a founding father. Let's resurrect one, okay? And he says, we must always have an Electoral College and two senators per state, because that's what it was. That's what's in the Constitution. And then let's take somebody like who lives now and saying, okay, all right, but, um, but what if 40 million people live in California? And the founding father who you just rec resurrected says, spits out his tea and says, there's how many people in what? In other words, our Constitution doesn't fit the country we have at all. At all. We're not 13 little colonies huddled along an eastern seaboard. There are 40 friggin' million Americans in one state on the west coast alone that gets the same representation as a bunch of cows in Idaho. Right. And the Senate is not the House of Lords. It, it is now. And the Congress is not the House of Commons. It is now. All right. But exactly, that's the point. So it's modeled on something that, uh, you know, that worked for the 13 colonies and, you know, and all our parts of the United Kingdom. But it doesn't necessarily work any longer for this. But how do you, okay, you know, what difference does it make? How do we get that amendment to the Constitution? And I will argue that if we show up at every other election, it doesn't matter all that much. 
you know, we've, we've got to pay attention to things other than the one race that is run That's by right. the, that is, that That's is right. ruled by the Electoral College. That's right. There's only one. Yep. That's right. Uh, the most important races right now are ones no one's paying attention to. They're state legislatures. That's right. They're, um, and state, there, are su- there are very few states that might see a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, Democrats take over one house. But the fact is the overwhelming number of states in this country have a Republican-controlled legislature, including this one, including practically every one. And that's where the power happens. And do we pay attention to that? No. Democrats deserve to get their clocks cleaned. Because we're not educating our people. I'm just... I'm just trying to, and I'm going to keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it. This was a long-range plan. So we we can't expect to just wake up one morning and change this all back. We have to say, that was a good plan, folks. Uh, That even behooves our copying it. We need to retake the places that we simply ceded. Yep. There's no reason to there's no reason to do that. There's but no it takes a lot of unglamorous work. Slogging unglamorous work to take a house seat. The whole Rocky Mountains to the yeah. Republicans. Well, I think some of us should start moving into those friggin' states. Are well, you a, certainly beautiful? Are you a patriot? Move to Montana. Telling you, it's gorgeous. somebody get out of these cities. We got to get out of these urban places and move. Learn how to shoot a gun. I'll, I'll volunteer. All right. I'll volunteer for Montana. Okay. Well, our time is up. Oh, bye. I know you were having a good time, but, <laughs> <laughs> but we're we done. should. Depression can be fun. Yes. <laughs> I'm in a better mood. Thank you all for lifting me up. I appreciate it. Okay. Okay. Forward. Forward. We have to fight the fight. You can't get discouraged, folks. Forward. It's uh, the name of a Yiddish newspaper, the Forward. It's also the state motto of our home state of Wisconsin. Forward. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.